In this bulletin, constitutional law experts and AEC to advise Parliament on Indigenous Voice Referendum. Victoria's southern coast to become home to Australia's first offshore wind farm zone. And in sport elation as Argentina wins a thrilling World Cup final against France. Constitutional law experts and members of the Australian Electoral Commission will give their advice to to a parliamentary committee examining the process of a potential referendum on an Indigenous voice to Parliament today. The committee is is reviewing proposed changes to the Australian referendum law which were last used in the 1999 Republic referendum. Committee Chair Kate Thwaites says experts will discuss how to modernise the system given changes to communication methods and technology since then. The Albanese government has pledged to hold a referendum in, his, in its first term with a vote expected to take place in its second fo- half of next year. And further details about what a voice to parliament will look like and how it would impact communities will be released before the referendum. Minister for Indigenous Australians Linda Barney says Australians will be well informed about what they are voting for. She told ABC's Insider Program what some of the key features of the voice would look like. Uh, There is some very well-ventilated principles uh, that have been agreed to that will inform the design of the voice Things like it will be representative. Mm. Things like it will be accountable and transparent. It will have gender parity. It will represent Torres Strait Islanders. It will have young people. Um, And most importantly, it will be a representative body chosen by Aboriginal communities Mm. and not usurp existing organisations. The Northern Territory government has been hit with a class action after claims it left properties in remote Aboriginal communities unsafe, insecure and uninhabitable. Law firm Five Finney MacDonald has filed the case in the federal court alleging the homes do not meet basic minimum standards and tenants are paying too much rent. The applicants want to be repaid for rent and are seeking damages and repairs. The federal government will provide First Nations health services with a $120 million boost in an effort to boost Indigenous infrastructure. The funding will be spread across 52 new infrastructure projects in the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community-controlled health sector with a focus on the clinics, staff housing and overall capacity. The Closing the Gap Joint Council is met in Sydney last Friday to announce the boost in funding as part of an initiative to deliver culturally safe care across Australia. A further $20 million of funding is also expected early next year. The Prime Minister has highlighted the need for greater defence spending as an interim report warns of increasing regional threats. Anthony Albanese has told nine newspapers Australia needs to become self-reliant with more advanced military capabilities. Mr Albanese has been considering a confidential report from former Defence Minister Stephen Smith and former Defence Force Chief Angus Houston. The report has called for better air and maritime capabilities with potential cuts to army helicopters, tanks and other infantry vehicles. Mr Albanese has also defended the decision to maintain a $100 billion plan for nuclear-powered submarines, insisting they are needed.
the environment minister is hopeful global leaders can agree on ambitious la- on ambitious targets at the COP15 Biodiversity Summit in Canada. Tanya Plibersek says Australia wants to see 30% of land and ocean protected by 2030 and to have zero new extinctions. China, who is hosting the Montreal Summit, has put forward a proposal as part of a goal to reverse biodiversity loss and to protect nature. The text seeks 23 actions reflecting the end of the decade target. Ministers from nearly 200 governments will now decide on the framework for a global deal. Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek has told ABC Radio she is hopeful of a positive result. We managed to agree to net zero in Sharm El Sheikh. What we'd like to see out of this conference is an agreement that we've got to halt the biodiversity loss we're seeing and reverse it and be living uh, in a nature-positive world by 2050. Victoria's southern coast will become home to Australia's first offshore wind farm zone. The federal government has announced 15,000 square kilometres of Gippsland's coast will host turbines after consultations with the state government and the local council. The wind turbines will be located 10 kilometres from the shore to limit the visual and environmental impact. Offshore wind projects at the site are expected to support a total of 6,000 jobs during the development and construction phases and during ongoing operation. Two people have died in a house in a fire in Lara near Geelong in Victoria's southwest. Authorities say the blaze broke out at the home at about 4.45 a.m. this morning and two bodies were found at the scene. The cause of the fire is unclear and a crime scene has been established as detectives investigate. The New South Wales government says it is changing the rules for its active kids voucher program to encourage children to be active over the summer break. Active kids program provides two $100 vouchers for parents, guardians and carers of school-enrolled children to use towards sport and active recreation costs each year. The vouchers were due to expire on the 31st of December, but Premier Dominic Perrottet says they can now be used for sporting courses and camps happening after that date. The Premier says he does not want any family to not be able to afford to take part in activities. So whether that's tennis camps, uh, intensive soccer courses, uh, swimming lessons for children, uh, these uh, programs we know over summer make a big difference uh, for families and for our kids to get out and about, uh, have a great Christmas, but get involved in sport as well. Authorities are searching by air and land for two people missing in the Grampians in Victoria's southwest. A 50-year Old Marambina man and 37-year-old East Oklima woman had gone four-wheel driving in their blue Toyota Hilux on Friday, December 16, and were last heard of from uh, heard from on Saturday 17 near the Glenelg River Road. They failed to return home last night. It's unclear whether they have uh, supplies. Thousands of asylum seekers have been lining up at the U.S.-Mexico border ahead of an easing of U.S. COVID-era restrictions. The policy, the policy known as Title 42, has allowed authorities to use public health concerns to block immigrants from entering the U.S. at land borders. It's due to end on Wednesday, 21st of December, after a judge struck down the Trump-era policy in November. U.S. lawmakers on both sides of the House have been calling on President Joe 
Joe Biden to take action to manage the influx. The mayor of El Paso in Texas, Oscar Liza, says an emergency declaration has been called to improve resources. I really believe that today our asylum seekers are not safe as we have hundreds and hundreds on the streets and that's not the way we want to treat people. And um, by calling a state of emergency, it gives us the ability today to be able to do things we couldn't do until we called it, and that's our shelters, and put people in shelters and make sure that they're safe. North Korea says it has completed a final phase test as part of the development of a spy satellite it hopes to have completed by April next year. South Korea and Japan had previously reported the detection of two intermediate-range ballistic missiles launched towards its east coast. North Korea state media reports the test fired from a vehicle carrying a mock satellite was aimed at reviewing the country's imaging and transmission capabilities. The Bureau of Meteorology has released the forecast for Christmas Day, predicting mostly sunny conditions for much of the country. Those on the East Coast will finally get a break from unseasonably cold and wet weather, with temperatures predicted to reach the high 20s. Darwin is is expected to reach 33 degrees, but storms are predicted, including for parts of Queensland. Senior meteorologist Dean Naramo says millions of people will be able to enjoy warm and dry weather. I think we've got three cities that are 30 degrees and sunny, so uh, that means we've got pretty much the same weather across a large part of the country. At least comparing to last Christmas, it's a lot more stable for much of the country. And, and as I mentioned, with almost most of us going to be somewhere in the mid-20s to the low-30s, um, you know, for many of us it's looking like probably some of the best Christmases you could probably get in Australia in summer. And to sport, Argentinian fans have been celebrating globally, including in the nation's capital, Buenos Aires, after a thrilling FIFA World Cup win over France. The two sides ended level on three all after extra time, with France coming from behind twice, thanks to Kylian Mbappé, to force the game to penalties. Argentina prevailed 4-2, taking out its third world title after victories in 1978 and 1986. This fan who is celebrating in Buenos Aires says she is overjoyed. I'm very happy. My dad used to tell me, Valentina, I want you to see Argentina win a World Cup. Now I will be able to share this emotion with him. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, sunny 32 degrees, Perth, mostly sunny 35, Adelaide, much the same 34, Melbourne, sunny 26, Hobart, partly cloudy 19, Albury, Wodonga, sunny 27, Canberra, sunny 23, Wollongong, mostly cloudy 20, Sydney, similar conditions 22, Newcastle was also partly cloudy 23, Brisbane, partly cloudy as well 27, Townsville, cloudy 29, Cairns, showers 31, Alice Springs, mostly sunny, 34. Darwin, partly cloudy, 33. And the Torres Strait Islands, mostly cloudy day ahead and at the top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.